Five, four, three, two, one. I guess you back again. Back with my 45. Uh. Got a new car to drive. Driving and staying alive. Come on. Back again. Uh. Same gangster team. New gangster lean. Chasing the fucking uh. green. All right, guys, this is a podcast about some things, the number one podcast for some things, many things, and all things. I am your host, co-founder, and GEO of the podcast, Aman Khaled. And as always, I am here today with my two co-hosts, my friends, my group chat extraordinaires. What's good? What's good? The FSMS alone. What do you do? The Naja boys, you can hear them in the background. It's Coach Corey Lawson, and it's Andrew Junior Acuna, aka AJ. What's up, y'all? It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. We haven't done a podcast in a week. You know, we took a week off, kind of slacking. You know. Yeah. What do you guys have to say? I mean, what do you guys have to say? (coughs) I mean. It's life, you know, it's a lot going on. What is your excuse? What is the excuse? You have to give that. Uh, I had the COVID. <laughs> I'm gonna exercise my Fifth Amendment rights. All right, yeah, Corey's uh, been watching a lot of billions, so he's kind of getting that. He's kind of getting. I am exercising my Fifth Amendment rights. <laughs> As I mentioned, this is a podcast about some things. You can follow us on all the social media apps, Anchor.fm, um, to follow us on the podcast. We got a website, a website about some things. You guys can figure it out. Um, we're going to link all of the stuff down below in our description, so we'll figure it out. Um, today's podcast, we are talking about, um, you know, the most prevalent thing in 2020, and that's racism. I mean, I hate to put it, you know, this is the thing we're talking about. It's the thing we should be talking about. And it's in everything. It's in sports. Um, It's especially in sports. Uh, So we're going to be talking about the Washington football team, Deshaun Jackson, Steven Jackson, um, the leadership dilemma, a lot of things on this podcast. Uh, So with that being said, let's just get right into it. Washington football team. 
Um, as of July 13th, the Washington football team, otherwise known as the Washington R-Words, declared that they were denouncing their name and developing, uh, quote, a new name and design that will enhance the standing of our proud, tradition-rich franchise. What the team formerly known as the R-Words was aiming uh, at when they were describing their proud, tradition-rich franchise is a bit confounding. It's not just that the R-Words, it's not just the R-Words, it's the NFL too. Um, the team name has been its moniker since 1933. As of 2013, Dan Snyder, the James Dolan-esque owner of the R-Words, stated that the name would never change. He even told us to put it in all caps. Never. You guys know how much I love my all caps, okay? Um, and don't forget good old boy Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, who decided to chime in and step in on behalf of Dan Snyder and defend the R word moniker. Um, as you guys know, I'm not gonna say the words. So I'm gonna keep saying the R word. I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. Um, hope it's clear. I'm not gonna say it. I refuse to say it. And even if I do, you guys can call me out after this because uh, I'm not saying it. But it's anyway. With principles. It's a matter of principles. principles, yes. I'm sure. Um, so moving on, um, like many others, Goodell, like I mentioned, he did defend the name in 2013 and in 2016 and 2018 and many other times. But um, like many others, he cited a poll conducted by the NFL, which um, kind of described that a lot of people found the name um, to be popular. And so Goodell went so far as to ignore the letter, ignore a letter from congressmen pleading to reconsider the name um, and again cited a rich and proud tradition um, as a reason why the name should stay and stick. Um, and then even as of you know July 13th, even in the letterhead that the R word sent out, denouncing the name and saying that they were gonna change the name, um, these guys had the audacity to use the logo in the letter. Um, they had the audacity to, to use the name multiple times in the letter. Um, and so, we're going to talk about the history. I do kind of want to get into the history a little bit because it is confounding how these guys um, constantly point to their tradition, their history, um, and constantly talk about how it's going to be such a struggle to rebrand themselves, how the name is so integral to the team. But let's go through some history. In 1951, the Tri-City Blackhawks changed their name to what is known as the Atlanta Hawks, okay? 1951, as early as 1951, we knew this thing was bad. But in 1972, Stanford University changes their name from the Indians to the Cardinals, okay? So in 1972, we know this is bad. 1978, the Buffalo Braves changed their name to the Los Angeles Clippers. 1994, St. John's University changed their mascot from the Redmen to the Red Storm. In 1997, Miami University changes their nickname from the R word to the Red Hawks. This isn't something new, right? Everyone knows this is racist. So why has it taken it so long for it to change? I ask you guys. Uh, you want to go first, Corey? <laughs> I mean, my answer is short. It's because it's the NFL. And they don't have to change for two reasons. A, they make the most money across all sports leagues. And B, there is no sports league that is more closely tied to white America and to the flag. There just isn't. So even if all these other leagues you just named was Major League Baseball, college athletics, uh, the NHL, the NFL just hasn't played by those same rules. And we saw this with the entire Colin, Ka Colin Kaepernick situation 
just two, three years ago. With the NFL, we know two things. Again, A, they are closely tied to white America. They don't care if what they do offends you whatsoever. And B, they are not going to change until they are damn sure it's going to impact the bottom line of revenue. This time around, it finally did impact the bottom line, so they chose to change. But that's the reality of the NFL. And you did mention um, the financial impact. I do kind of want to touch on that before we move on and kind of just touch on the timeline so our listeners know what's going on. Um, before the Redskins decided to change their name, on June 26th, a letter was signed by 87 shareholders and investors worth a combined $260 billion. Um, and the main investors were from companies like FedEx, PepsiCo, and Nike, um, pleading that Washington change their name. And then subsequently on July 13th, um, or on July 2nd, sorry, FedEx, um, their, the name sponsor of the stadium stepped out and my minority owner, Fred Smith, made a statement saying that, you know, we need to change the name. And on July 13th, the Washington Arbors decided to change the name. So obviously financial pressure is the reason for the change. Like we all know this, but I guess the question I'm trying to fundamentally get at is, um, should we even be giving these guys credit, right? Like, is because it's taken so long is this actually progress this is not this is progress if you want to call this overall air in society right now progress it's like kind of in there i wouldn't definitely not give it any credit i don't give anything credit for not doing something wrong you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're not calling someone a bad word. Like, no, you don't get a cookie. No. But at the same time, I understand that we should recognize progress where we see it. But at the same time, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just really confounded in the fact that everybody's just going to just do what they have to do to make sure their bottom line is in check. And it's like, you feel the progress on one side, but you see that it's only for the money on the other side. So, you know, it's kind of like do what you want with it at this point. So I think that we have to differentiate between three different things we're talking about, right? So there's progress. There's three questions. It's, is this progress? Do they deserve credit? And what is the motivation behind the action? So progress is an easy one. By definition, it is progress. Two days ago, the NFL had a team with a derogatory term as their literal name. Today, they don't. That, by definition, is progress. Now, the better question, which is what Amon poses, do they deserve credit? For me, look, I'm a, I come from the fitness space. I come from the fitness space. I'm a fitness coach, right? So if a client goes from, you know, eating Wendy's seven days a week to eating it five days a week, I still give them credit for that because they still change. So maybe I'm a bit more of an optimist than most people. But for me, I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what? I'm at least happy that they've made the change. Um, and finally, what is the motivation? It is financial. But the question becomes, look, if a good thing happens, does the motivation really matter? That's the question to ask. Yeah, and I'm really conflicted because part of me is just like, yeah, obviously this is progress, right? It took, you know, what's 90 years for this to happen? but it is progress, the name is gonna change. It took two weeks of pressure, not even for this to change after people were you know, um, denouncing the name, there was pressure from Congress for years 
and it took two weeks of financial pressure for this to happen. So it, it's very, it's very easy to look at this from a skeptical lens because um, obviously when money the gets whole involved, thing is sketchy, you know what I'm saying? Like if the whole thing is sketchy, then it's like, yeah, you're going to get credit for being less sketchy, but you're still sketchy. So, but I go next? back to, this is the NFL. They are a sketchy league, right? This yeah. is the same league, by the way, that when Ray Rice came to them and said, Hey, I hit my wife. I abused my wife. They didn't suspend him for an entire season until the video went public. TMZ drops the video. Suddenly Ray Rice gets suspended for a full season. So this is the same league that, again, everything they do is sketchy. Everything they do is about financials and about the brand and public image. So for me, it's just part of the course. So I guess I kind of want to get to the core of this um, because it's really hard to kind of put into perspective if this is um, progress or really, you know, like we're, we're really having these questions and it's really hard to answer them, but I kind of want to get to the core of it and, and really ask you guys, how do you feel about the name change, right? Like, cause for me, I don't feel great about it, right? Even though it's progress, I don't feel good about it. And that for me is tough to, to conflate because it is progress, it is a good thing, but we don't feel good inside about this change, right? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this thing, I mean, no, you, you raise a very, very, that's honestly the point I was wanting to get at because honestly, it's gotten to a point where everything has been laid out for us I mean, throughout the year in, in a way. Everything's been laid out for us. People can't hide behind stuff anymore. And it's really testing our ability to compartmentalize. You know what I'm saying? Because if we don't, like... I don't, you know, we can't just naturally jump into enjoying the things we all did anymore. You know what I mean? There's always going to be, I mean, so much has happened. So much has been raised. So much awareness has been brought up between so many different things that happen in any, all different industries. So it's like, we are <clears throat> in a new societal space, but with that, we has to come uh, another, you know, we have to have a, I guess a better sense of compartmentalizing what we're experiencing what we're engaging with and how we can like still move forward with progress in a, in a positive mindset you know what i mean like, i feel like that is the focus of what we have to do right now it's just like okay i enjoy the game of football all of this is laid out in front of me what do we do with it you know yeah and it's tough it's tough to like you know enjoy Imagine you were actually a Redskins fan and you were waiting to see what uh, Rivera is going to do and all this other stuff. And it's like, you know, just a lot of mixed emotions. And, and um, I don't know if that was really an answer, sufficient answer, but that's just kind of how I've been feeling about things lately. Just like having to up my ability to compartmentalize. It's a fair point. Me personally, I actually feel pretty good about the name change. Again, I'm kind of big on, hey, let's celebrate every win. Even, even if it's a small win, a small bit of progress, I say let's celebrate it. And you know what else I like about this? If you want to see the impact of it, go to the NFL page, look at the announcement, go to the comment sections on Twitter. There are a lot of very angry racist people. And if nothing else, the NFL had to make a decision where they said, you know what, maybe the motivation is financials, but we're going to piss off a lot of our racist base in order to make this name change. So for me, I am happy with it, even though I understand the ulterior motives. 
what has been the most frustrating part about all of this for you guys? For me, I think it's, um, and I and I'm and I'm gonna kind of steal something from our our favorite Bomani Jones, who has blocked me on Twitter. Um, but <laughs> I did listen to his podcast about this, and obviously he's kind of um, a central figure when it comes to name changes um, for sports teams. But I was listening to his opinion, um, and so what I took away from it, and kind of what I really loved about it was that he mentioned the fact that we're um, we're pandering to a small group of people and we're giving them the benefit of the doubt, despite the fact that they're a small minority of people who want this name to stay in place because for the majority of people, they actually don't care about the name, right? Like it's not really offensive per se to them, or it's like, it's not offensive to They're neutral. Or, yeah. They're, they're neutral. neutral. It's really not offensive to you or me, but it's offensive to someone who's native American, right? Like, Right, like it, I don't know. I don't really know if I explained that well. But it's a, there. A lot of people are neutral about the name, right? And so, um, for me, it's been very frustrating because for so many years we've just been pandering to the small minority of people who want the name to stay the same. And and it's crazy that Dan Snyder was in that minority, right? He's in the like. I don't know. It's just it's confounding to me. So I I just wanted to you know, ask. You guys, I mean, I hear what, I hear what you're saying, and. Um... There was uh, something I was listening to. Um, uh, Howard Bryant was talking about uh, a uh, former MLB player. Um, what's his name? Bruce Bruce Maxwell and his whole situation. And it's kind of like the frustration is really based in, in, in situations like that. Situations like him. Situations like Colin Kaepernick. When it's like, I mean, there were financial implications before. You know what I mean? Like we were telling you this before, and now because I guess everybody's quarantined. Oh, I guess uh, brief synopsis of of uh, what's his name, Bruce Bruce Maxwell is he had a similar situation to Colin. He had um took a stance, ostracized by the league. He now plays in Mexico, and a lot of the players. It was worse for him in the MLB because even a lot of the black players thought he was grandstanding. They didn't support him. They just left him be. And he had a bad season the next season and never saw the MLB MLB pitch again. Um, And that's where most of the frustration is. And that's where it's like, okay, if this isn't phony, go and make him a starter, right? Like go and make him what he needs to be right now. Like give him the platform he deserves as the trailblazer. Same with Colin. Give him, make the, make him the face of the league if you really mean it, but they don't. And that's where it gets tough. That's where it goes back to AJ's point about compartmentalizing is you have to understand that a lot of this is PR. A lot of this is very corporate and. And they can't lose. The thing about (laughs) me, it's like, how can you look like you, everyone has already identified the direction we're going in. How can you lose? What do you have to lose? Some racist fans? Good. They're bad go for deeper. business. Go deeper because we're pretending that the racists are only among the fans. What about owners? Yeah. And I think that's ultimately where we get to, right? Like it's the reason why we're pandering to these people. It's not because. It's not uh, just the fans. It's not just the guy in Alabama yeah, who. Yeah. It's sure. not just the guy in Alabama whose favorite team is the Falcons. It's people in the ownership rooms as well. For sure. Yeah. 
Do you guys have any other thoughts on the name? I don't know. Uh, I really don't care for that team, so I don't care for the name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Maybe, maybe just disband the team. I do respect that they had the first black quarterback to, what is it, win a championship? That's right. That's I right. respect that. I, I respect that a lot. But who do y'all think <laughs> who do y'all think is worse? Jim Dolan or uh what's his name? Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder. Oh my god. This is <laughs> how can we even I mean <laughs> James how can Dolan, we even pick? James Dolan has ruined a great franchise in a basketball sense, but I feel like Dan Snyder has not only ruined the Washington franchise in a football sense but also in a <laughs> business sense a yard sense yeah i don't know it's that's uh, what i was gonna say is look look they're, they're both really bad at their job only one of them clung to a racist name for the past god knows how many years since he's had the team i mean okay. honestly i i mentioned james dolan but i think a better example might be donald sterling, donald sterling. And, and we got to start asking these questions you mentioned nfl owners and racism we got to start asking these questions of you know, we need new NFL owners, right? We need younger owners. I think Jim Dolan is just as racist as Donald Trump. Oh, sure, sure. Different flavors. <laughs> just sure. different flavors of it, but uh, different flavors. Yeah, sure. I mean, at least there's no, there's no video. I mean, I don't know. We don't. That's another conversation. Yeah, with all that money on your head, baddest packets on your phone, yeah, follow me, yeah, wait a minute, GPS another spot where the phone at, uh, follow me, <laughs> yeah, with all that money on your head, baddest trackers on your phone, yeah, follow me. What about our friendship? What about our kinship? Putting up like uncles, chugging out my window. Worry about my ends and my new utensils. Ho, just be gentle when we swerving that this ain't a rental. I got a platform where I'm aiming at with no specifics. Now life is for those who spite me with them false advices. Who look at my CD? Talking about you bunking. Talking like you ballin'. Talking about you got it. Pat on my pocket. Bitch, no, I know you from Foses. They black so operas. My mob is slim as my goddess. You can't reach the top of everybody. I got things in order. Who important? You ain't Uncle Bobby or my cousin Reach you, please don't need no me Bitch, I'm vibing, please don't pretend Can't depend on me, but bitch, I got it I'm on fire You so say so like, you switch like on like For all that cone right, I'm cone that won't right My perch ain't don't like, I'm in my zone right Oh, he good, drop time I link it Fuck, I was thinking, oh, we should Yeah, yeah, dollar signs in the morning Where the phone at, follow me yeah, with all that money on your head, better track us on your phone, yeah, follow me. Wait a minute, GPS another spot, where the phone at, yeah, follow me. All right, let's move on. Uh, again, this whole podcast is going to be dedicated to race, um, and this whole 2020 is going to be dedicated to race. So first off, free Kenny Stills. Um, free Kenny Stills, Justice man. for what Breonna Taylor, um, arrest the murderers who killed Breonna Taylor, first off. That needs to be said. Do we have their names? I forgot the names. I don't know. Look it up. Look it up for us, bro. Let me see. While, while I get into this. Okay, so we're um, going to be talking about Deshaun Jackson um, and where to even begin. 2020 has been crazy. Uh, I keep saying that. Um, so Deshaun Jackson took to Instagram recently to announce the world that he's been doing some reading. Okay. I mean, not your average reading. Either, you know, not your Angela Davis's, your Langston Hughes, you know, your Maya Angelos, you know, 
awesome black authors that you could be getting educated from. No, no, no. Deshaun Jackson was reading a book called Jerusalem by author Deneen Barnett. Look, if you're unfamiliar with the title or the author, good for you. You're like most people. The book and author, simply put, are incredibly anti-Semitic. Um, the book's contents are in line with the thinking of notorious anti-Semite Louis Farrakhan. Um, and so Deshaun Jackson, like the noted reader he is, took it upon himself to post the contents of this book on Instagram. Uh, he took three paragraphs, a page from the book, highlighted a bunch of it. Um, and look, it would be bad enough if the post was just Louis Farrakhan related. Um, it's just like, you know, an unknowing quote that was anti-Semitic. Look, that's bad. We obviously get it. It's horrible. You shouldn't be doing it. Um, but I guess it's somewhat more more justifiable, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know. I can't even say that word for what Jashan Jackson did. So let's just kind of start and examine with the post uh, that Deshaun Jackson made. Okay, let's start with the first two words. You guys ready for this? Are you guys ready for this? No, are you, you guys begin, ready for this? Before you begin, Brett Hankinson. That's the man's name. One okay. of the men. One, one, one. Okay, we're going to get the other The two. leader. Um, okay. First two words of the post. Again, are you ready? Go ahead. Hitler said. Okay. Done. Like, Stop. Pause. Pause button. Done. <laughs> take a moment. Everyone take a moment. <laughs> Hitler said, right? Like, come on now. Hitler said. I don't know. There's nothing else we need to talk done. about. If you're quoting Hitler. Done. It's over. You're it's done. Hitler. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. There's, look, yeah. Look, I know we should respect everybody's level of intelligence. No, we shouldn't. I'm not sure how we can justify <laughs> No, 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 no. Say that again, please, Corey. No, we <laughs> should not. Okay. Can you say it one more time, please? I really couldn't hear it. No, we should not respect each individual's level of intelligence <laughs> until proven otherwise. All right. Thank all right, you. All right, all right, all right, all right. Anybody with a basic understanding of the world knows who Hitler is and knows what Hitler did. If you're quoting Hitler, you're out of line, okay? Like, Sean, is that, is, is that your man's? <laughs> is that on. your man's? Is that your boy? Is that, is that like, who you're repping? Okay. I mean, I, mean repping? Like, I, I have to think, you know, because uh, like, if, you, if you really want to make a point, that's what you're going to use? <laughs> the least credible person in history right now? Come on. That's This is where I again go back like, to logically. It's this is where I go back to lack of intelligence, right? A, you shouldn't be reading the book to begin with. But B, you shouldn't be <laughs> quoting Adolf Hitler. But C, even if you've already completely screwed up steps A and B, <laughs> you could have at least paraphrased the quote instead of directly quoting it with his name in it. I mean, like, you I really think that was going to give you, you more you, like, of an of of impact in the message? I <laughs> think <laughs> it was going to be more believable and more credible? Like, yeah. AJ, 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 when you ask the question of did you think, you're assuming <laughs> something very, very critical. <laughs> you're assuming he thought. Wow. <laughs> you are assuming he thought, and I don't know what he did to get all that credit. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Even further, Deshaun Jackson's post went on to describe a common anti-Semitic trope about white Jewish people taking over and controlling the world and that Jews are blackmailing, blackmailing America. Ridiculous, abhorrent assertions to say the least. Okay. Stupid, unthoughtful, ridiculous, 
unjustifiable, undefensible. How can anyone defend this? Okay. So after subsequently being called out by the entire internet, Deshaun Jackson insisted that he had no hate in his heart, despite the fact that he may have quoted the most hateful person in world history. Jackson stated that anyone who feels that I have hate towards the Jewish community took my post the wrong way. Oh my God. I can't even say this you straight you quoted Adolf Hitler. He quoted Hitler. Okay. This is where I'm like, can you really be that dumb? It gets worse though, Corey. You know, you know how it gets worse? Unfortunately for the world, many took to the social took to social media to defend Deshaun Jackson despite there never being any obligation to do so. Okay, defenders pointed to Riley Cooper, a former Eagles wide receiver who had been recorded saying the N-word with the hard R as a reason for why Jackson should not be punished, um, why he doesn't deserve consequences for a statement, et cetera, et cetera. Some even went so far as to defend Deshaun Jackson's sentiments as being right, including noted BLM activist Stephen Jackson. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting my words. Twisted up. There's too many Jacksons. Stephen Jacksons. Stephen Jackson. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, thus far, Deshaun Jackson has not been punished beyond a slap on the wrist um, at this point. He's in fact stated that he's reached out to a rabbi in an effort to become more educated on the manner. Deshaun has even gone so far as to meet with a 94-year-old 94, 94 Holocaust survivor and to visit a Holocaust museum. So I ask, and I've, I already know where we're going to go with this. Um, Corey, I kind of want to put it to you first because we had this we had this conversation in the group chat. Um, we know Deshaun Deshaun Deshaun's I, I cannot get his name Deshaun's <laughs> Deshaun's the action, yeah the idiots comments were undefensible. So how are they getting defended, and what does it mean for an entire movement and its credibility? So I cannot, I can't answer the question of how or why it's being defended because in my book, racism is racism. And the standard can't be, well, Riley Cooper got away with it back in, what, 2015? Therefore, today, Deshaun should get away with it. If that's the standard, then nobody can ever get in, in trouble for anything regarding racism. We can always point back to, well, Riley Cooper didn't get in trouble. So for me, that, that just can't be the standard. And I think that you start to delegitimize a movement when you oppose racism in one form and then you try to defend racism in the other form so for me i think that the deshaun jackson the stephen jackson all the jacksons uh michael and tito too they are doing more harm than good for the overall um black lives matter movement yeah we kind of discussed um in the group chat about the lack of um, noted leadership in the BLM organization. Obviously, they do have leaders, um, but they're not very um, out and about. They're not very famous uh, to the normal person. So um, we kind of discussed how that how that affects their credibility moving forward right. and kind of... Um, so you, you run into the problems that we're seeing right now is that when nobody knows who the leadership of Black Lives Matter is, when nobody knows what the main core principles and values of Black Lives Matter is, you get a situation where literally anybody can say and do anything and claim they're doing it on behalf of Black Lives Matter. And that's a problem. When it's a small movement and it's kind of, you know, small up and coming movement, that's fine. That's okay. 
we've now progressed to the point where it's such a global, not even just national, global movement that the fact that just anybody can pick it up and say, oh, I'm saying this and doing that and I'm Black Lives Matter, it's a problem. Um, and it leaves the entire movement susceptible to more examples of the Deshaun Jacksons, the Steven Jacksons, things of that nature. So what I would like to see is for just some, 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 some more, I would like to get some clarity out there on who is the leadership, what is the main principles, what are the main values, what is the goal, what is the mission right now? Because at least if we have that, then when you, when you have people like Deshaun Jackson doing and saying stupid things, we can all point to that and say, hey, he is not this, and this is not that. But right now we can't do it because anybody can rep the movement. So here's my counter to that, and uh, we've kind of discussed this before, but I find that there is a lot of power in um, the movement being uh, being based, being reduced to the principles as opposed to the people in the organization, right? I think there's a lot of power in the organization um, being based off ideals and something that we want to strive for and allowing people to use the organization kind of in a way that um you know kind of how like people use religion kind of just you know um i don't know just like in a way that just in a way that helps them move forward in their you know move forward in their thinking and ideology i guess and yeah go ahead i disagree for two reasons one you, you point to religion, but most popular religions have clear leadership that the religion's based on. Christianity has Jesus, uh, there's Muhammad, there is the Buddha when it comes to, so most religions have somebody or some kind of person who's seen as the leader of that religion. It's my first disagreement. My second one is even with the religious example, they still have uh, specific principles, specific commandments that are associated with that religion. Anybody can name some of the Ten Commandments, for example, of Christianity. If I asked you guys, what is the first five principles or commandments of the Black Lives Matter movement, what would you say? I mean, Black Lives Matter. I think what does that mean? I think that's kind of what's, what we, But what specifically I think that's does that pow- mean? That's, that's, not a, that's not a principle. But see, I think there's power in that, right? Like, I think there's power oh. in saying that there's that black lives matter in every institution right like it's i i'm gonna shock you guys and i'm gonna go ahead slide in (laughs) Uh i'm gonna just out disagree i feel like black lives matter not only is it not a good uh, what you call it amon is power in it or whatever it's not a good name All right. Did not and see it, that coming. And straight up, everything you guys are talking about, it leads right into that. You know what I'm saying? Everything you guys are talking about with the lack of leadership, the lack of clarity, the lack of this, the lack, it's because the, why should I have to explain to you that my life matters? What? Are you crazy? No, I'm not basing a movement off of your lack of self-awareness and ability to treat people with a decency and human rights. That's like, you know what I'm saying? Why would I make a movement for myself to change your heart? You already, you, already, you already messed up with the name. My life mattered before this movement. So the whole ideology, the whole thing has to be framed around something that's a little less about their feelings and more about our action. 
Sure, but I don't think that necessarily negates my point, right? Like it's still, even no matter what we call it, if we call it something different, it's still based off that principle, right? I guess what I'm saying is the movement is based off the fact that black people matter, right? And I think there's power in the fact that that's the fact of life. It shouldn't be something that is I'm not denying or, that, but I'm you know just saying, saying like fact there's power in saying that it it it's prevalent in everything, right? I feel like it's adverse. I feel like it's an adverse effect. If I have to tell you my life matters, that means we both know that you're treating me like shit. As opposed to me being like, you're gonna stop treating me like shit. That's it. You're gonna stop treating me like shit. And that's that's where it stops. It doesn't matter how I feel about myself, like, oh my I, I matter. No, you're doing that you got to stop. And that's it. If it's about me and you and my life matters, so you're going to treat me like that. That's where it starts getting conflated. And that's where things got, oh, well, you know, like, um, you know, the, the Antifa, they want to do this to our culture, la la la, they, you know what I'm saying? They try to put themselves like, um, we matter too. you know, we matter too. blue lives matter. You know, that's how that's literally how all that stuff is able to just to manifest mess up the whole it mess up the whole movement it messes up the whole movement and that's why i say it should be less about mattering and feelings and about action and okay. about so what would you so propose to i want to, to i don't know i'm not i'm not a leader i'm just a commentator <laughs> <laughs> i'm just on the side spectating but if i i would base it more on the fact of like more around changing more around I mean, it's a name right like what do you mean <laughs> like black lives matter, black lives matter, matter was, black lives matter should have stayed what it was it was a chance like i'm a man you know what i'm saying they didn't make a i'm a man movement they made it the civil rights movement because you're gonna give me my mm -hmm. civil rights bingo but that's my point about having actual principles like the civil rights you, you could see that the civil rights movement you can tie that to oh what we're after is civil rights yeah i mean what What's do you mean <laughs> you know what i'm saying what is your actual action plan they had a very clear action plan give us these civil rights it's about civil rights so it's about like it, like you, you know what I'm you can't deny you can't deny you can do whatever no, no. you want with Black Lives Matter. Oh well, Obama was the president. Oh now Black Lives don't matter. Like black, now the whole thing is done. You know what I'm but when you have civil rights, no, 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 it's no, no. undeniable no, 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 that no, no, civil no. rights were being. The organization has clear principles. Let's not get this. What are they? Of course, what do you mean? What are they? They're Black Lives Matter. It, it's it matters. Mean? It means that it matters in housing. It means it matters in education. So say that is my point. But that's what people are saying. What do you mean? Just because you're not listening to it doesn't mean people aren't saying it. It's just not out there. And I think there's power. It, it, look, no. I think that's my point, though. When you say it's not out there, that's what I'm upset about. But this is why it's it it the overall message, right? <laughs> you can't just say Black Lives Matter in education. You can't just say Black Lives Matter in housing right you can't just make it i don't want to say black lives messages. matter i don't want to okay. say that i want to live okay that. okay i want to show but that that's a matter Saying of semantics you're arguing gives, semantics. it gives other you're people arguing semantics it's not about semantics yes you, you're arguing that what it should be named i don't it's not a matter okay of so can, so 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 fine let's go beyond what it's named so I, I actually in the background pulled up two websites i pulled up the black lives matter website and then i pulled up the Know Your Rights Camp, the, the organization that's run by um, Colin Kaepernick. 
So if I go to the, the Know Your Rights camp, their website, so it says, the first thing I see is, our mission is to advance the liberation and well-being of black and brown communities through education, self-empowerment, mass mobilization, and creations of new systems. And then below that, they start showing me the data on their impacts in the, in the cities. They're giving me numbers on, hey, um, you know, 274% increase in participants when it comes to, so they're giving me data and they're telling me exactly this is what we're after. I go to the Black Lives Matter website and the first thing I see is join the movement to fight for freedom, liberation, and justice by signing up to our newsletter. Do you not see the difference? <laughs> like, do you not see the difference? And in, in, in that's what I'm driving at. That's what I'm driving at. The Know Your Rights campaign is a, a significantly smaller campaign than the Black Lives matter organization and movement you have to like acknowledge that this is like know your rights campaign is dedicated to telling people and informing people about their rights regarding police whereas the black lives matter campaign and organization is dedicated to eradicating racism in every institution basically so it's really hard it's like my point is that it's really hard to to be over overly specific about these things because it's such a generalized um issue Fair enough, but um, the issue really is leadership. And what I was trying to highlight well, was- If we're talking about if we're leadership- we're not gonna have leadership- But if we're talking about leadership, what about MLK? What about Malcolm X? What about the people who were assassinated? They were assassinated, they were killed. You can't talk about black leaders and not acknowledge the fact that they get assassinated and killed. You can't Absolutely. talk about the fact that, you know- if That doesn't put, change our point. But if we put forth, if we that literally doesn't change your point at all. That doesn't change your point at all. And no, it doesn't. We they were, they were, they were we assassinated. They, bingo. We they, were assass they were assassinated, but their the life just has to be braver. Massive change. Exactly. Yeah. The next person just has to be braver, unfortunately. Yeah. We no. still need be braver to kill them so get put themselves in the line of fire. Dude, you know how much that's but, asking? And you can't just. You but can't here's just, the thing. This job is not for everybody. It's not. This is not for everybody. It's not. You can't. Same, you same, don't same, think that's same. an irrational. It's not irrational. irrational it's, it's not. It's not an irrational ask. No, it's not. As, um, no, it's not. Not not in a world where people go off and fight wars and risk their life. Not in a world where people become leaders of countries and know from the day they take office, they can get assassinated for that position. And certainly not in a country where, as you've already pointed out, people like MLK, people like Malcolm X, they knew when they took that position, when they took that prominent role, they knew I might die for this. It's totally possible, but every day I'm gonna show up and do this because I believe in what this mission is about. And even if I do get killed, I'm still showing up for work today to push this mission forward. It's not for everyone. I do commend them for what they did. It's, but my point is just because somebody, no, 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 let me finish. Just because somebody got assassinated before, doesn't mean they were incredibly vital to changes that happened in this country. Okay, and that point that you're making ignores the fact that as an organization, you cannot put out leaders who are going to get murdered or have the possibility of getting murdered. You also cannot just find leaders out of the blue who are just willing to get murdered. It's not some easy solution that you're just gonna ask an organization with a global movement to find leaders like MLK it's and Malcolm a difficult So you're criticizing the lack of leadership without acknowledging the fact that finding leadership is an extremely difficult task, especially 
conversation. I mean, I, I, you know me. I wasn't going to go there because I don't want to go there. I'm focused on, like, I know that, uh, basically, I know we're playing in the Hall of Fame. We're playing super hard mode. That's it. There's nothing turning that. Like, they don't have an incentive to make the game easier. They don't. It's not going to happen. So I'm not, me, I'm not going to look at that this and try to converse about that because it's nothing we, I can change about that. Amon, do, do you really think there are not people who would love to lead this movement? I mean, I think there are people who are trying to lead the movement and they're just not platformed because they're black and because they're not, you can't just fabricate leaders. Like Colin Kaepernick's a leader, but we're not going to fabricate him and, you know, turn him into MLK somehow. It's not a magic process. Right? I'm not like, saying it's magic. I, I, I guess my confusion just becomes how were we able to find leaders in previous generations before the internet and it's so much more difficult to find leaders today in a globalized society with the internet i i just don't think i'm buying this notion that there's a shortage of people who could possibly lead this movement yeah i mean but at the same time i'm not buying the notion that there aren't people who are trying to right so Let's we circle about, back to my point. I'll tell you so, this. So then, so, then, so then what is the obstacle to having leadership? Because before I thought your point was that, hey, it's not it, that. I thought your previous point was that it's difficult to find leadership. Now you're saying it's not difficult to find leadership. So what is the obstacle? I'm saying it's difficult to find. Um, it's difficult to find leaders who are valued by the public. It's difficult to find leaders who are going to captivate an audience um, on a global scale, on a wide scale, and garner an audience that, um, you know, that generates movement. That generates and I agree. Progress. And I actually, um, to, to kind of bring up how, what Corey was saying about progress earlier, um, one sad truth about progress is that it works in twofold in two ways and the same forces that were behind mlk and malcolm x getting killed and all those movements being stifled like yes progress was made in terms of civil rights but those guys didn't stop working they didn't get fired it's true that's 100 true they, they they're still there bro they're still making sure that whatever reality whatever sense of society that they're trying to create or whatever movement that they want to stifle that they still have the ability to do so i you mean know? you're but we're also acting like there aren't like people from the civil rights movement who live right like and they're not seen as leaders so it's not just simply like we have people like angela davis we had people like rosa parks who were like mm -hmm. they were famous but they obviously weren't like put on a platform like MLK or you know like Malcolm X or somebody like that to make these wide-scale changes or to like lead an organization or movement like this and I, I don't think like it's simply the organization's fault right like it has to be something intrinsic about that leader or about that person and that's something that's very rare to find I think finding someone like MLK is incredibly rare absolutely not denying that yeah I don't know. I feel like we've gotten off, to off topic. So let's kind of let's kind of focus back on to Deshaun Jackson, that idiot. Um, so AJ, I'll ask you. Deshaun Jackson has now made an effort to rid himself of anti-Semitism, right? He's gone 
through the process of talking to a 94 year old Holocaust survivor. Um, he's talked to a rabbi. Yeah, he's got to. So is Deshaun being sincere and should we forgive him? Um, my money on it would be no. He's not being sincere, but we should forgive him. Okay, explain. Should we forgive the Redskins, the Washington football team? I almost said it. <laughs> <laughs> should we forgive them? No, that's, that's my question for you. Because that is like a different, totally different uh, situation. Um, is it? Yeah, I mean, I'm the kind of person I know maybe it's something that I have to work on, but I view things in a spectrum, okay? And I think that if you're going to exercise power through your racism, that's far worse than somebody having a moment of life. I can agree with that. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. And, um, you know, you know, when Deshaun and the people that he was around whenever he did come across that information, I can understand where they're coming from because what they do is they just follow the money. They just follow where the money is and they see how it goes and they see where it's spent and they see who leads what and then they come to their conclusions and boom, there you have it. But at the same time, it's like, you can't, you can't, you can't. You can't let that come out. At the very least, don't let it come out. Just let it stay there where you're at and then figure something out what you're gonna do about it. But don't let it come out and you know what I'm saying? Put all these people in all these situations and positions. Now they have to defend you. Now they have to see how they feel about it. Now they have to comment on it. Now ESPN's on it. You know, Fox Sports is on it. All this other stuff when it could have just been a conversation between two, three people and then go from there. You know what I mean? The public, the public sizing of it. I mean, everybody has these conversations all day. Let's just be real. We can all act like we're all saints and cool and everybody's just like not racist, but that's not the case. People have their predispositions and their experiences and they look and they think and they read through history to understand themselves. And I'm not going to blame him for that. I'm not going to, you know, he went down the wrong hole for sure. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's don't, I would not recommend anything written by or said by Hitler. That's not the, that's not the guy. That's not the wave. But if you want to know where the money is, if you want to know like, God damn, why are all these people in ghettos? Shit don't make any sense. I'm not going to blame you for what you came across. But it is your responsibility to be responsible with that information and to seek better knowledge, to seek better, better text or better things to read and inform your mind as opposed to just like, oh, bet, I see what Hitler said. Time to go to the gram. Like, that's very <laughs> irresponsible. Very yeah. irresponsible. And um, uh, I feel like he, I mean, I'm not looking for him to be a leader. He needs to go find someone to converse with and try to get things straight. But that's why I have to circle back to you. Everything you're saying makes sense, except for the fact that he's, he referenced Adolf Hitler. That's yeah. where for me, <laughs> that's where for me, pleading ignorance, saying I was confused, saying I didn't know what I was saying, saying I'm pretty new to this. Nah, uh-uh. and that's uh-uh. what I'm saying. Uh-uh. Like, you, that's why, that's why I said Adolf he's not Hitler. Being, that's why I'm saying he's not being, <laughs> Period. that's why I'm saying he's not being, that's why I said in, when he, when Naman asked me, is he being sincere? I'm like, no. But you know, my thing too, though, on this situation, I, I, and I think it's a, an angle we haven't talked about, is that this is, it's not like Deshaun was having a conversation with somebody and he was, you know, he was being recorded and said something stupid. 
This is, hey, I found this quote. I highlighted the quote. I thought, hmm, this would look really good on Instagram. I went to Instagram, wrote my caption, and then pressed send. I say he had all these conversations. It was after one of those. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, this was not a. I made a mistake. I was something came out of my mouth. I wish I didn't say it. Nobody, you don't have to press send. Like he typed it out. He posted the photo. He thought he it was flames, man. He, he had all the fire. all these chances. He really to, thought it was fire, man. He, my point is, if he was unsure, he had many chances to pull out. No, he wasn't. I'm telling you, he wasn't unsure. He thought it was flames. He thought it was going to hit. He thought his people were like, oh, yeah. He thought he was going to add to the movement, add to the, you know, and everybody wake up. I mean, you might need addition by subtraction. Definitely, definitely. We're really hitting a central issue in that education, not all education is good education, and not all reading is good reading, right? Like, you can read a book, but you got to make sure you're reading the right book. You just got to be responsible. If you're listening to a lecture, you got to make sure it's not Louis Farrakhan or Adolf Hitler, right? Like, (laughs) these are things you got to make sure, right? Like, I don't know. So for me, Deshaun Jackson, it's, it's, you mentioned it, right? It's kind of indefensible. It's Hitler, right? Like, you posted a quote of Hitler. You can't say you, you didn't mean hate in your heart. You, you, can't, you can't point to anything. You didn't even really apologize, right? You said it's right. our fault. Right. It's our fault for We misinterpreted. We misinterpreted your Hitler quote. Okay. So I don't, okay. I mean, I don't know how much, uh, uh, a meeting with a 94-year-old Holocaust survivor is going to do for Deshaun Jackson because at the end of the day, it really boils down to how willing you're, you are to open up your mind. And I think Deshaun Jackson is, you know, obviously he's against racism when it comes to him, right? When it comes to himself mm-hmm. and his people. Mm-hmm. And that's what it really comes down to in a lot of these situations. Um unfortunately a lot of people think selfishly they think about their community and only their community and they don't stand for principles right at this point you have to stand if you're against racism or if you're against against hatred you gotta be against it in all across the board yeah and that's one thing that it's like yeah you otherwise you look like otherwise you look just like the white supremacists who are complaining otherwise and even even not even on a moral sense even on a strategic sense like if you truly truly believe what you're saying then why would you go to the gram like you're only gonna make yourself look worse in their eyes making your whole life even worse i mean based on the information you provided like right like the things that he was sharing the things how he feels like if he really felt that way expressing this out loud is only going to make your life worse in whatever way it can. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, only putting it on social, like you can feel the way you feel, right? You can be a racist, a closeted racist, and we'll obviously not like you, but we don't know anything about it. The fact that you put it on Instagram and you make your political beliefs public. And those those same people in power that you're trying to chastise, you think, who's going to tell those guys what to do? If you're going to mention anything about race, um, and and let's include Nick Cannon into this too, if you're going to mention anything about race, please make sure you're doing it with the utmost respect, because otherwise... You're gonna get flamed by everyone. And look, we can say a lot of like we can say a lot of things about white people nowadays, and rightfully so. But 
with Nick Cannon and, you know, Deshaun Jackson, there's some things that are just absolutely not going to fly. And yep. anti-Semitism is one of them. And talking about white people's DNA and genes and the lack of melanin is another. So they're not going to let you get away with it. And we're not going to let you. Yeah, nor, nor should, should they. they. And nor should we. And so, I mean, for me, I think Deshaun Jackson should have been cut. I don't think he should have a job right now. I don't think Riley Cooper um, is a great excuse for this. I think the Eagles are cowards and they're afraid of looking bad in the eyes of um, progressives and liberals who, who are going to, you know, point to Riley Cooper as some justification for why Deshaun Jackson shouldn't be punished because the Eagles didn't punish him. No, two wrongs don't make a right. Deshaun yeah. Jackson should not be on a, on a team at all. Um, he shouldn't be in the league, honestly. Like, if Ray Rice got cut for that video, I honestly think what Deshaun Jackson did is um, just as abhorrent, if I'm being honest. Uh, and he didn't even apologize. So, I don't know. That's how I feel about Deshaun. I think he should be suspended. I think he should be punished to the utmost. But, I don't know. What do you guys think? I agree. And I will say, and I hate to say it, because I'm a person who I knocked Drew Brees when he came out for just being against people kneeling. And it's like, man, like, if you look at the way we treated Drew Brees versus how we treated Deshaun Jackson, it's night and day different, and it shouldn't be. One guy literally came out and made actual racist comments, right? The other guy came out and basically just said, hey, I like the American flag, right? And yet, the, the first guy is the one that we destroyed. Um, and on top of that, the same way we said about Brees, when he came out and made that comment, the first thing we said was, hey, Drew Brees has had years to figure this stuff out. He has had so much time, if he really wanted to understand this, to learn it for himself and to not make those comments. Isn't that the same case with Deshaun Jackson, a grown man who is living in 2020, a full, what, 80 years after Adolf Hitler? Yeah. So I have to say the way that we've treated these two um, events is not a good look because we should have destroyed both. And honestly, we should have given Deshaun Jackson much worse treatment than we gave to Drew Brees. Yeah, and there it it makes it gives um, you know the other side an out, right? Like you mentioned, it gives them an out to. And I hate it. It, it, it gives them an out to say, well, look, this ex player pointed to this guy, but they're not pointing to Deshaun Jackson. And obviously, it's stupid, right? Like you can care about certain issues and not others. You don't have to comment on every situation, but it. This, that's not to say that the situation didn't shine light on the fact that a lot of people are hypocrites about their principles and a lot of people don't actually have principles. And a lot of people are only out for their own self-interest and um, what it means for them. Um, and so I think moving forward, I don't know, that, this is just my advice that everyone should take their principles seriously and that, you know, it's a matter of principle. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, if you're against racism, be against racism. If you're against abuse, be against abuse. If you're against homophobia, be against homophobia. And at the, very, at the very least, don't be the person who's going to then defend somebody for racist comments. At least don't do that. Even yeah. if you're going to be attacking this racist but silent on that one, don't defend this one over here. Yeah, at the very least, don't pull a Steven Jackson and don't pull yourself when you don't got to. When you don't got to. Um, any other thoughts, guys? I mean, I, I think my party thought it just, like you said, it creates an out 
for the conservatives and for the people who never wanted to take Black Lives Matter seriously in the first place. And for me, that's the most frustrating part is that we made their job damn easy to, to knock this movement because now they can sit back and say, well, look at Deshaun Jackson, look at Steven Jackson. They never want to take the movement seriously, uh, seriously to begin with. We know that, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely complicates things. So, Which, by the way, circles back to my point that I don't like how anybody can just speak for Black Lives Matter and just claim that as their movement. I don't like it. I, don't, I just don't. I just don't. Yeah. I, I hate it because this is what you open nobody the door, to check the door for. Nobody, nobody to nobody check, check that kind of stuff, those kind of comments, that kind of ideology. There's nobody in charge to check him. Yeah. And I can't stand it. Yeah, you guys yeah, bring up very valid points for sure. Um, because, by the way, one, one more point on that is just that the larger a movement grows, just statistically, you're increasing the odds of somebody out there misrepresenting the movement. Just the larger it gets, you're increasing that chances. And here yeah, we are. And it's obviously a huge issue for the organization um, and the lack of leadership. Um, admittedly, as I've said, that it is a problem, right? Like, it's it's hard to solve, but it is a problem and something yeah. that, um, you know, every organization needs, right? Like everyone needs strong leadership to leadership and, you know, um, yeah, I mean, leadership is important regardless. I guess my issue and my contention is how does it come and, and we kind of have to examine um, why the leadership isn't there, I guess. So that's a good, that's, a good, that's fair point. And I think I would also say that, hey, you, every organization either needs leadership or clearly defined principles or both. Yeah, but probably both. If you, had, if you had a clearly defined principle that was just like, we oppose racism in all of its forms. And it wouldn't be so hard to find a good leader. Bingo. But that, but you could easily point to the Sean Jackson situation and say, wait a second. That's not principle, us. Principle number two says we oppose racism in all forms. So what he's doing over there, that's not this. That's not this movement. Yeah. No, yeah. I think you guys make up valid points. But um, we got to end this podcast. So unfortunately, that's the end of our race talk today. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for listening to, again, this is a podcast about some things. Um, my name is Amon. That's Coach Corey. That's AJ. You guys can follow us on all the social medias. Make sure you check out our website. Um, I didn't mention this, but Arsenal beat Liverpool today, so that's why I'm wearing this. So, it, Gunners, Gunners, Gunners. You know the lads did it. You know, top bander lads. Let's go, Gunners. Bang, bang, bang. Okay. Um, but other than that, you know, it's been a pretty good day. I got a like from our favorite Dragonfly Jones. Um, and we should also shout out their podcast, Jenkins and Jones, because we stole – Amon's got all the bread, y'all. Yeah, we stole the music from them, so – the music idea from them so yeah if you guys want to know all the music in this podcast is going to be provided by aj um this is his curated playlist so um you know you know if you like the music hit him up on twitter or whatever um any last words guys uh be more responsible my my last my last word for the podcast i'm i'm offended this was not a podcast topic but Giannis. If you're listening, I see you trying to jock my swag. Giannis showed up to the bubble. He's got the kind of baby beard going on, the little short beard with the kind of like the little mini fro flat top merger. Giannis, that's disrespectful. 
And I'm going to have enough respect to say that, Giannis, you will survive the mediocre, trash Eastern Conference. When you get to the finals, it's Lakers in six. Sorry, Lakers in four games. Lakers in four. LeBron's getting his fourth championship. Giannis, you're getting swept if you survive the East. Don't you ever come with that disrespect again, man. You know how we get down. All right. Oh, man. Sorry, Giannis. You know, this podcast, we're not for you, you know. But... Man, don't listen to them. Bro. <laughs> five. It's cool. It's Lakers good. They're green. Four. Lakers in four. I'm going to give Brondo one game because I respect the man. I don't even think the bubble's <laughs> going to happen, so. <laughs> hey, that's a, yeah. that's a topic for next week. Next week, yeah. we should talk about will the NBA playoffs even Over under. Finish? Over <laughs> under. Give me all the weeks. Under. Yeah. <laughs> next, week, next week, we're going to be talking about the NBA. We're going we're gonna to do a huge preview, right? We got a week left. We got to hit We got to hit some NBA stuff. So, next week, we promise to get into the NBA, right? Yeah. Hit. Okay. We'll do all it. Right. Thank you, guys, again. My pick on everything, Lakers and four. Lakers in four, Bucks in five, NBA ain't happening. I don't know. Um, All right. Thank you guys for listening. All right, man. All right, guys. Peace.